from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals postgame edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor with Chris Rankle. It's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin. Well, Skinny, it's Groundhog Day. Again, an 0-2 start. They fall to the Ravens, 0-2 in the division as well. Uh, obviously, we're going to hear all the company lines coming from Zach Taylor and the players. Of, nobody's panicking. We're going to turn this thing around. They're going to keep pointing to last year. But this year is this year, and this year things have not looked good to start. No, and obviously it's compounded now by the, the mystery about Joe Burrow's calf and where that injury is going to go. I mean, he sounded really dejected after the game tweaked it late in the game, don't really know specifically how, uh, but he even said, I'm sleep on it for a couple of nights to see how it gets better maybe in the next few days. Uh, that's not exactly a positive sign or a positive trend, but there was a positive I think you can take out of this game, and there's not much. I mean, 0-2 stinks, and it's one thing to say we did it before, but it's not always easy to dig out of that kind of a hole. Um, you know, after the you know, first quarter, 14 yards, no first downs, struggling for a bit of the second quarter, the last drive of the second quarter for them, right before halftime, they kicked the field goal. They actually went 63 yards, picked up four first downs, and from that point forward, the offense really got on a roll. Over 200 yards in the second half, 15 first downs in the second half. One negative play was the Joe Burrow interception that was really a big one because it turned maybe three points in a tie or seven points in a lead into a Ravens 10-point lead, and at that point, the Bengals playing catch-up could not catch up. But, you know, maybe... Last year it took two games to kind of get the offense going. This year maybe you can argue it took, you know, five and a half quarters. Problem is, though, the five and a half quarters have dug you an 0-2 hole. I really thought that once they started going no huddle and playing with a little more tempo, it's almost like they stopped, Burrow stopped thinking right. too much. He just started winging it. The windows were tight. You saw him fitting those in. It looked like they got back to what they did. And give credit to the Ravens. They gave pressure when they had to. And the defensive backs, I thought, did a good job keeping everything in front of them. Not a lot of downfield hits. But uh, do you think this is the turning point for the offense? I mean, obviously, Burrow's health is in question. But it, it maybe they found something. Yeah, they haven't hit big plays yet. You're right about that part of it. And right. Some of that's because of defensive structure. Some of that's, uh, you know, maybe Joe yeah. can't drive into throws. Although, I thought some of the tight window throws that you mentioned um, were really good. I mean, he threw one to T. Higgins on a third down play in between, it looked like, five defenders. He was blanketed by him. He zipped it right in the window. So, so that part of his game looked really sharp. You know, again, big plays. You need to have those in this league. It's hard to drive the field and score in the NFL multiple times in a game. So they're going to have to hit on some of those. But I do think, because we've seen this offense have success before, for, right? It didn't look like the offense that had success for those first five and a half quarters, but the last two and a half quarters of this game, that's where you go, like, that's the Bengals offense I expected this year, and you would hope that that carryover continues, and I think it will. And there were a couple plays, too, when you talk about those big explosive plays. Irv Smith's come to mind where they went sold out, went on an all-out blitz, and Smith caught it and just got tripped up by Kyle It was going to be a touchdown. Yeah, it was nobody in behind yeah. him. And there were a couple of those type plays that you can see the explosive coming, but the dice really hasn't rolled their way yet. Uh, defensively, it's hard to diagram what this game is because Lamar Jackson was looked like his MVP kind of self. He was dicing up running. He was making some incredible throws. Uh, but that secondary, I thought, showed a little bit of their age and their inexperience. Yeah, I think the whole defense as a whole, especially on third down, I mean, really struggled. And you're right, you can chalk up some of that to Lamar. I mean, he kept plays alive with his feet. He extended plays with his feet. Um, you know, he picked up a couple of big first downs with his feet. They didn't do a lot of design runs, and that seems like that's what this offense for them is going to be. Not a lot of design runs for Lamar, but that doesn't mean he still isn't good at scrambling, and he still showed that in this game. I, I thought he showed some of that. You know, Chidobi Awuzie, I thought the coverage was okay on the Nelson Aguilar throw. It was a brilliant throw. I mean, he Dropped it right in the bucket to him in that regard. Um, you know, they hit that big play to Zay Flowers, which was disappointing because that did flip the field and that did lead to that 20 to 10 lead. So, yeah, across the board defensively, um, it hasn't been a great performance the first two weeks. I, I'm, I'm really high on this defense, and I hope I'm not wrong. I don't think I'm wrong because I've seen this group do some really good things. 
They gave up nine of 14 on third down conversions and a couple of them on third and twos where they just handed the ball to Gus Edwards and said, here we come, stop us. And they couldn't do it. And that that's the part that's a little disconcerting because you know, that defensive line, there's a lot of money invested in that group. I mean, all across the board. And plus you invested a draft pick in that spot, a high draft pick, a first round pick in Miles Murphy. And you shouldn't get pushed off the ball. Listen, I know it's NFL guys on the other side. I know all those things. But listen, you invested in that defensive line for a reason. And it's to come up with third and two stops. And they just didn't do it. Some of it, Chalk it up to Lamar and his brilliance, but some of it is he didn't get the job done. And it doesn't give you a sense of confidence either, the fact that the Ravens were so dinged up coming into this game. I mean, the injury list of significant yeah, guys, I mean, and, and they still were able to overcome them. Missing left tackle Ronnie Stanley, missing their starting center Tyler Linderbaum. They brought Sam Mustafer up from the practice squad. Now, they did the same thing last week. They elevated him. He got some snaps when Linderbaum got hurt, but literally, you had a practice squad center playing, and then a backup left tackle playing. And Look, without your starting running back, J.K. Dobbins. Correct. I mean, that's, that's a team that you should dominate up front, not just, and they got very little pass rush, and when they did, they were kind of out of rush lanes, and that's when Lamar made him pay. And so if you're not going to do it against a team that's you know down their left tackle, the biggest key position on the offensive line, and the center, another key position on the offensive line, and you couldn't dominate that, that's a problem. Your level of concern over this 0-2 start, I know Zach Taylor says he's not panicking. The guys in the locker room say they're not. Where are you at? Yeah, I, I get it. And, and, you know, when you've gone through this before and you've overcome it like they did, you can say those things. I get it. Um, I, I'm, I'm concerned because of the Burrow calf injury. I mean, that's the part for me. Now, maybe it's going to be a good thing that the Monday night game gives you one extra day, and that may not sound like a lot, but maybe that is a lot. Um, I'm a little concerned about the defense after back-to-back -back games of really not being able to handle things on the ground and handle situations. This has always been a good situational defense, red zone, third downs, all those things. They were good on third downs last week. You know, four for 14 is all Cleveland was on third down uh, the week before. They were not good in that today. So, you, you know, I, I think if it's a healthy Joe Burrow, I'm less concerned because we saw the offense start to click, and that should carry over. I would expect that to carry over. You're healthy on offense other than Joe Burrow, so you're not trying to replace your left tackle or your center like Baltimore was, all of those things. My level of concern is you're playing a team in the Rams that's pretty good, and they, they have a winning pedigree, and it's on a Monday night, all those things. Um, you know, listen, they found a way to get out of this hole last year, but it just it feels different. I don't know why it feels different. Maybe it's because they lost to Pittsburgh because the long snapper got hurt. And then in game two, the storyline was still trying to find some cohesiveness on an offensive line that had a bunch of new pieces and trying to find out what to do best in the running game. They went to, to some different things after that. I don't know where you go from here. I mean, you talk about the most must-win of must-wins. Um, I don't say that very often, but th this one coming up with the Rams, it, it's, a, it's an absolute must-win. You dig yourself an 0-3 hole, and then you really start to question some things, and then you have to wonder with Burrow's injury, where do you go from there with him? All right, looking forward for this team, Skinny. The Rams come here. It's a team they're very familiar with. They played in the preseason last year, obviously met in the Super Bowl. Sean McVay is Zach Taylor. We've done all these storylines sure. a few times before. Uh, I think, obviously, you said in the first segment, this is such a must-win for the team because 0-3 is really hard to come back from. Uh, where do you see this game on Monday night? Especially when you have expectations. Right. Listen, I think last year's 0-2 start, of, you know, aside from that, that loss to Pittsburgh being a bit fluky because of the long snapper circumstance, I think some of that was they were in, on such a redemption tour of everybody thinking they were lucky the year before. And 0-2 was like, okay, this is what this team really is. And I think they turned around and proved, no, this is a really good team. Now there's expectations on top of 0-2. And, and this wasn't just a year of, hey, go win the AFC North again. I know that's always the goal. Um, the, the goal was get the number one seed, have the easiest path through the playoff as possible. You put yourself in a really rough spot for that. So, you know, I, I think this week as it evolves, um, you know, we won't get a chance to talk to these guys other than Monday. We're not going to know enough about Joe Burrow's injury at that point. They don't come back until Thursday this week because everything's pushed back a day. You know, maybe that extra day helps Joe Burrow. If it doesn't, come, come Thursday, if Joe Burrow is still complaining about that calf, I, I honestly 
don't know what to expect come that Monday night. The extra day, I have to think, also will help with this team because 0-2, I know they say they've been there before, but the way that the 0-2 has started, yeah. maybe an extra day to not just game plan, but decompress, yep. reset, you have to think that that's got to be on their minds as yeah, well. Yeah, I know some people would say, no, you maybe want to play the Thursday game just to get right, right. back on the horse and play. But right. I think, to your point, I think that's probably a big thing for them is to get a chance to decompress, to look at film, to, to look and say, listen, we were a good team on paper to start the year. We've done good things with this group. You know, we don't have a, a different core group. We think we've improved the roster, and I think they have improved the roster. So, you know, maybe that extra day for them does give everybody a chance to pause and go, all right, we're still a good football team. Go out Monday night and prove it. Listen, 1-2 and two is not as good as 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, for goodness sakes, obviously. But just to get that first win, and we saw it last year. You know, they were kind of slogging around midseason and all of a sudden went on this big run, and it felt like once they got that first win coming out of the bye week, they took off. Maybe with this, once you get this first win and you still got a, a schedule that's winnable between now and the early bye week, you can get the ship righted pretty quickly, but you got to do it on Monday night. I'm curious if you think, I mean, obviously two years ago, these rosters are a little different. How much does it still help that – you got to get this win, and you see the Rams, a team that I think some of those guys still remember sure. that Super Bowl, and, and I think there's got to be at least a little animosity still held there. Yeah, yeah, and that, that probably doesn't hurt. Plus, again, you know, Zach Taylor, whether he says it or not, I mean, he comes from the Sean McVay coaching tree. Right. I, don't, I think anybody that's ever coached at any level, you want to beat your mentor, no matter how young your mentor might be. And obviously, Sean McVay's a young guy still, but he's still his mentor, and so you want to prove that. So there's a lot of storylines for Monday night, but none bigger than what we're going to find out probably on Thursday when we talk to Joe Burrow in his press conference, and he can tell us what's going on with his calf. He's Richard Skinner. You can read all of his post-game analysis and get ready for that Monday night game on local12.com slash sports. This has been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals Recap Edition, brought to you by Blake, the Attorney Maisley.